right, ready? Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Hello, nerds. Welcome to another episode of the Brains, Boobs, and Beer podcast. I'm your host, Heather. Today, I have Ramit, a co-worker, with me. Um, and this could be a little bit different episode because we are waiting on some other co-workers uh, since I'm hosting a happy hour <laughs> slash podcast recording slash thank goodness the week is over. Um, so there may be a little extra noise. But anyway, <laughs> cheers again, Ramit. Thank you for cheers. joining. Hello. Um, you are my first male guest. I know. I was nervous about that. So I requested <laughs> some female companionship. Um, but it's some good, backup. It's good to be on a podcast. I've always wanted to do this, but never about my job. More about like other things that I like, like, you know, liquor or <laughs> well, okay, sports I mean, we... or wrestling or literally <laughs> anything else but my job. But no, I'm happy to be. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Thank you for doing it, even though it's not your favorite topic. Um, but we can talk about whatever you want. So if you don't want to talk about work, we don't have to talk about work. It's Friday and it's happy hour <laughs> and we have beverages. So we at least meet some of the criteria. I don't mind talking about anything that uh, you would like. <laughs> okay. Um, so typically uh, my guests like to share or they do share a little bit of their background. So where you went to school and then a little bit about your job now. Sure. So I went to Rutgers uh, School of Chemical Engineering. I have a bachelor's. I've been in the industry about Nine years, close to 10. Um, I am by trade um, also kind of doing a form of engineering. Um, I, I work on a scale up for uh, the company that shall not be named. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, Heather and I actually have very similar job functions and backgrounds. Um, I started all in the same company, um, so, been there my whole career. And, uh, you know, what drew me to, I guess, this field um, really was my love of chemistry and science. So um, I'm a big uh, concept guy. I love understanding high-level science concepts. And, you know, I think in chemistry, that's probably like 80% of the battle. It's just knowing what does a class of materials do? What does a class of... Um, molecules do, how do things behave in certain environments and you're halfway there, right? Yeah. Um, so it's a lot kind of like, you know, life or anything else, just understanding relationships and navigating that way. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't really like to talk about myself a lot. So if I sound like I'm struggling, you know, feel free to help me out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. <laughs> Why don't you like to talk about yourself? Well, who does? Um, well, you know, I do know that. Know. Let me take that back. I do know a lot of people that do like to talk. About this. <laughs> well, there's always there's always somebody. There's always somebody that needs to share more than you maybe need to know Absolutely. about their life. Yeah, especially in the workplace. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have both been. So then we've both been at the company who shall not be named for almost the same amount of time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. I didn't realize it was that long, actually. I know. It seems like just yesterday we had an email <laughs> about materials. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that group was, that was a lot of fun. Um, back when we used to have said conversations about topics that shall not be named. 
um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've known Heather for probably eight of the nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, most of it was through emails early on. And uh, yeah, you've been um, one of my best friends in the industry, best friends mm-hmm. at the workplace. You know, we've had a lot of um, casual conversations, less working you know, together on specific projects, more just kind of sharing our tales and the adventures that are that company um, and kind of sharing stories and mutually complaining about certain things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's been a lot of fun. That's, I think, I think for you guys out there that uh, are looking for any kind of industry advice, I I honestly don't think it's very different place to place. um, Yeah. As far as, uh, Says the guy who's only been in one place. (laughs) (laughs) But I would agree. I've been in multiple places, big and small. And yeah, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of the same, maybe the scenario specifics are a little different, but a lot of times it's working with people, problem solving, Mm -hmm. rush timelines. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. That's what it always is. And uh, I've always been one that's more shy about, let's say, putting myself out there or putting... uh, my accomplishments out there or being someone who uh, is very personable or putting their face out to higher levels of an organization, something that I've had to struggle with and adapt to, um, to get ahead or to get where at least I wanted to be comfortably. Um, and I know that's a lot of things that even younger folks that I talk to in our industry, they have uh, always asked me for advice and it's kind of like you, you know, you might have to be a little flexible and go outside of who you think you are to uh, make your way. And it's not just, you know, related to your technical skills or your merits, but um, just how comfortable you are about, um, you know, self-promotion, uh, you know, just talking about or talking yourself up or selling yourself. Um, so for you guys looking out for industry um let's say advice or um, ideas, um, just keep that in the back of your head as far as like if something feels uncomfortable, it's probably the right direction. Yeah. That's funny. My manager and I were just talking about that today in terms of the, I guess it's cliche, but when you get to that point where something's a little uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. that's where the most growth happens. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's it's funny. We just had that conversation today. (laughs) It's like you like know in advance. Do you have ESP? I do. My ESP (laughs) and network (laughs) told me that, uh, you were having a critical conversation. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Perfect. Way to bring that in. (laughs) So you want to chat about what we're drinking? Oh, sure. Um, so I am not on a beer right now, but I am drinking, some Glenlivet, 15, as are you, I believe. Blatant false advertising. Not <laughs> drinking beer on the Brains Beer. <laughs> well, beer could come later. <laughs> yes. start, with the, start with the whiskey first. This is a very fine French oak barrel aged 15-year Glenlivet, I should add. Nice. Do you want to share all the flavor profile as well? No, I because I don't smooth. have the bottle with me. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's smooth and I feel like it's kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's like caramel. I don't know. Um, I, I, like o- it. I always enjoy the Glen Levitts. Uh, they're a go to of mine. Mm. Quite pricey though. 
See, but I feel like whiskey's worth it. <laughs> There's some things I will spend on and some things I will not. Whiskey is something that I will definitely spend on. Yeah. My balance sheets know that feeling. <laughs> 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 I do like to spend my money um, on whiskey. <laughs> well, we were, we were just talking about beverages this week. Well, I was inviting our other coworkers over. I was listing out, here's what I have to drink. So don't worry. I have plenty to drink. And they were talking about the whiskey and I was sharing with um, with them because Jeremy, mm-hmm. our coworker in LA, brought me back from Taiwan a bottle of the Cavalon whiskey, mm, which is like, apparently it was, I don't know what year, but it was like the top whiskey in the world. So mm-hmm. if you Google it, it's like at least like 250 or something a mm. bottle. So here he comes into work and places the bottle on my desk. And I was like, just marry me, Jeremy. Oh. Like, you're bringing me. <laughs> what a gift. Yeah. So I was having a heart attack because I was like, Jeremy, you cannot bring me like this huge, expensive gift. And he's like, yeah, you should be bringing it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, well, hopefully he'll listen and realize he needs to start adding to the list. <laughs> but um, yeah, apparently his friend works there. Mm. So. He got he got, so got the some discounted help price. Huh? Yeah, oh, nice. Because he brought a couple of us a bottle, which I don't know how he even got them back. I'm like, very jealous. It's in like container and everything. So, do you still have that bottle? I don't still have it. Um, I actually opened it up when Trump got elected because I figured the world was ending. So, <laughs> you finish the whole bottle? No, no, no. Night? I didn't finish the whole bottle, but I opened it up at that point. I mean, I was upset too, but <laughs> I was like, "Well, we might be gone tomorrow. I'm gonna drink it, drink some now." So I can at least have it. <laughs> well, um, cheers to that one. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Awkward pauses on a podcast. No, we're drinking. We're consuming. <laughs> they understand. They're probably drinking along, hopefully. So how's the podcast been going? We're, are we episode eight? Nine? Um, I think eight. I think you're right. Seven or eight. So it's fun. I like it. I'm learning new skills. Mm. Um, and I've met some really cool people, actually. My sister has a huge network of people through like the military mm. and school and all the things she's doing. Um, it seems like my network's more shy, like you. Mm. <laughs> but they're they're getting there. Uh, like the last episode I posted was with Kelly. Mm. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. It's different. Mm-hmm. learning just learning the ins and outs and how to promote mm-hmm. so i'm hoping to leverage if they have any like marketing social yeah. media trainings if yeah. i can jump go. in and use it for my own have you gotten a lot of feedback learning. from from the folks that are listening actually no but maybe i should like do a survey or something mm. and see what do people like or don't like or what do they want to hear or itunes reviews Oh yeah, I haven't looked. Let us look one day. <laughs> I will leave a re- okay. I actually can't remember if I left a review, but I will leave a review. <laughs> okay, great, thank you. So it seems like it's slow mm-hmm. going, but I know half of the battle is mm-hmm. getting the word out there and having so a great logo. And having a great logo, <laughs> thanks to your friend. Cheers to Johnny. Yeah, thank you, John. John or Johnny? Cheers by Johnny. I call him Johnny. Okay, then thank you, Johnny. <laughs> Yeah, but it's fun. I like okay, it. Yeah, there's um, one of the people I talk to. She does like culture coaching. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to actually like work with her on the side. So like how you were talking about um, self-promotion and like tooting your own horn. Mm-hmm. And 
I may be loud and like just high volume, but I don't like doing that either. Mm-hmm. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. So to your point, you have to That's do it if you want yeah, to get your it, face out there and right. get moving somewhere. So makes it harder to market yourself. Um, especially if you're doing things like this, where, you know, the success depends on people knowing people yes. being aware. So, you know, they always tell us, um, you could be doing the greatest things in the world, but if nobody knows about them, nobody hears about them. Yeah. What real value are they are they bringing? Um, so that'd be great. Yeah, and it's one of those things where I don't think I'm especially shy, except like in that particular mm-hmm. aspect. I don't. Yeah. Want to? A lot of people, I think, um, it's more so in in our area, right? The scientific community. Yeah, that's people true. tend to be more reserved. And it's more of a relative scale, right? So you took the average, uh, let's say, R&D person versus the average marketer or the average, yeah. you know, salesperson. Um, there's a huge probably difference in how introverted they are and how, you know, how how personable they can be or how much they put out their demands and things like that or are comfortable putting themselves out there. So I'd be... Be in- interesting to hear how they got there. And like how they approach it. Right. And compare and contrast and all that. Um, has it mostly been STEM folks that. Uh, yeah. So far. Been having, yeah. STEM, oh. STEM people or STEM, STEM related mm-hmm. in some way. Um, but I do have a friend that's very interested and she's actually a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun to have her on. Yeah. Just get a different perspective. And that's one thing other people have talked about along the lines of what you were saying, but the networking and mentors Mm -hmm. and finding people not only in your field or in your business or Mm -hmm. in your company, but also looking at just very different fields or other industries because you get a different perspective that. Yeah. I always say that um, when it comes to innovation or trying to find new ideas, there's a lot of untapped areas where people haven't, maybe thought about things outside their own space that uh, could inspire them or could, um, you know, give them something that they haven't thought about or an angle or perspective. Um, there was a really good example that I'm thinking of that I, I can't quite remember, but mm. there was a guy who was like one of the world's best, um, he was a rocket scientist or physicist maybe. Okay. And he was also really into origami mm. and like, like really, really into origami. I forget his name. Um, but I've, it, the long story short is that the origami training helped him design this rocket that could withstand some ridiculous amount of pressure or G's or something. So it, oh, was, wow. like, it was like a situation where the one skill had um, benefited him in another area, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one about bears and helicopters, which <laughs> can you outrun a bear, <laughs> a black bear, <laughs> black bear, you outrun a black bear. Oh man. No, I think that's a good point. You got to use both sides of the brain, right? Like mm-hmm. left and right. Absolutely. And that's why it's not even like, I feel like it's not even STEM anymore. A lot of times I see the steam, steam. to include the a for the arts arts. I think mm. it's, I, I believe I think steam, steam sounds better. Yeah. Women in steam. <laughs> Men in steam. Men it just seems like a bunch of people in like a sauna. <laughs> like just relaxing. Which I don't know. Might not be bad. <laughs> okay. So 
Is that enough work talk? You want to talk about I don't your, know. We, your have hobbies? We, have we really talked a lot about work? I don't know. Um, I guess uh, hobby-wise, yeah, I'm I'm heavy into a lot of th- – like I'm one of those people that doesn't have too like wide array of interests, but the things I am interested in, I'm way interested in like mm. too much, and it's like unhealthy. <laughs> So those it's things include, you know, whiskey, um, oh. no, meat, uh, <laughs> meat. <laughs> I just, eat a lot of meat. Just meat in general, all meat. I actually do enjoy cooking meat quite, uh, quite a lot. I, I own a sous vide. I, um, I cook all sorts of cuts, you know, steaks, lambs. So, so where's the meat today? Like, We're not eating any meat. No, I didn't bring any meat. I actually, um, I just got something i purchased i I bought some dry aging bags they have these special bags that you can dry age uh meat in that uh interesting i'm really excited to try i've not actually done any dry aging myself i have eaten plenty of dry aged uh meats at other uh restaurants and things like that so that's the next project is uh, some do-it-yourself dry aging which i'm excited to kick off Uh, so how does it how does it work the dry aging bags so so the bags are breathable. They okay. allow air in, mm-hmm. um, and they'll allow you to dry edge your steak without some of the risk that comes with aging it without a bag. Okay, where it could completely spoil, or mm-hmm. you get the mm-hmm. wrong type of mold on it, and it's unusable, right? So, okay. um, so I saw these bags in some YouTube cooking video that I watch. Mm. I watch a lot of. I think it's Guga Foods is one of them. And, what is it, uh, Gugu? Guga Foods. Guga? Yeah. There's this Portuguese guy, a Brazilian guy. Um, very, very fun videos, visually appealing. Yeah. Um, the guy has a great personality. He's, he's uh, mm. you know, so they're they're really fun to watch. And they do all sorts of experiments. So they'll do like side-by-sides. So, uh, we tried dry-aging uh, steak traditionally versus dry-aging in butter. Ooh. And uh, that was when they did. They do ones where they try to sous vide something versus make it on the grill, or um, all sorts of different food experiments or meat experiments that uh, are fascinating to watch. Really, mm. for me, <laughs> what's the most unique meat that you have done in the sous vide? Most unique? Um, nothing crazy. I, no, I, like gator or no. It's really hard to find those things to actually purchase like a raw. So I've done bison in the sous vide, which very similar to steak, but you kind of cook it a little, little bit lower temperature, mm. um, and it's a little bit more tender. Um, and then, how long does it take? So this, and what type of meat it is? I usually stick with like an an hour minimum, okay, um, just to kill everything and all that. But I think most things you could probably do it in thirty minutes. Wow! Um, so it's like it, it really varies by the meat. Um, I would say. Depending what it is, you should always look up what's the mm-hmm. minimum time I need to kill everything and mm-hmm. so and so, especially on the surface. Um, but the great thing about it is uh, because it's closed, you, you, you're uh, not introducing any new uh, contaminants, right? And so mm-hmm. when, you, when you pull it out and then you sear it right on the grill, you can cook meat to much lower temperatures than you otherwise could. So you can, okay. cook, you can cook chicken uh, surprisingly low, like as low as like one 40 150 oh, wow. and it'll still come out juicy yeah. um safe to eat yeah fully uh cooked but still tender and um just a a, a flavor that if you haven't tried it, you have to try it pork too you know you can cook pork down to 130 try it. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to bring it over. <laughs> you can bring, so it to, you... bring it to our work site. We can have a CV day. Well, we need a Derek gr- would love it. We'll need a grill. Uh, hmm. We'll work on that. Because <laughs> we want to do a crawfish boil. So right. we're trying to figure out where to do a crawfish boil. I always wanted to do a chili cook-off at work. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's another one I enjoy quite a lot. Chili. Yeah. Um, you know, lots of variations, lots of styles. But back on the sous vide, yeah. Um, if you haven't had pork at like 135, mm-hmm. mind-blowing. Um, really? Yeah. Chicken at 150 or 140. These things are... Uh, it must be tried before you die out there for the folks that uh, are into meat. Um, really, really tasty. Is the CV like a, is that like a costly investment or um, is it I was gonna basically get the, yeah. the one-time cost? And then? I got mine as a gift from my wonderful wife as a nice. Father's Day gift. Um, I think they go about, they vary. It's like maybe between 100 and 150 now for a quality machine. Okay. You might be able to get some of the cheaper ones uh, a little bit less, but um, it's not just the the machine you'll want. You'll you'll probably want the bags, although Mm -hmm. Ziploc bags can work too. Mm. I've seen plenty of people have great success using just Ziploc bags and Mm -hmm. they kind of stick it in and they push all the air out. Um, Okay. You know, there's um, a container. You uh, you could use regular pots and pans, but if you're cooking for a lot of people, you probably want more space. So you buy one of the larger you know, plastic containers. That's about it, really. Some t- some people get blowtorch because they like the torch oh, wow. sear a little bit yeah, better yeah. than a pan sear or a grill sear. So hmm. there's some residual side uh, materials. Um, I'd say the most uh, investment is in not the bag sealer, but the bags. If you uh, if you cook okay. a lot, because the bags yeah. run out quickly. Mm. If you're cooking a lot, um, having to replace the bags every whatever it is yeah. uh, a few months to a year, you know, that can get costly, but um, overall I think if you're enthusiastic about meat and you want like better than restaurant quality, you know, cooks on your stuff, um, definitely recommend it. Nice. Okay. I don't know that I cook enough meats to try it, but I'm willing to try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I have to figure out the best way to uh, to make a large sampling for some. Yeah, people. yeah, <laughs> you know? that'd be nice. A sous vide night. Yeah. The most Sample ambitious. Everything. I'd say the most ambitious thing I did in there was um, ribs because the ribs oh. took. The ribs had a couple. There were a couple of options. You could do the ribs at higher temperature yeah. for a lower time, like one sixty five uh, for twelve hours, or you could do them at a lower temperature for longer. Okay. For, so what the lower temperature does is it saves a lot of the meat mm-hmm. um, and makes it super, super tender. So I think we ended up doing 140 or 145 for 36 hours. So oh wow! I left these ribs in there for Dang. a day and a half. Dang! And I finished them on, the, on my charcoal grill uh, with some barbecue sauce and everything. Yeah. These were the most... Tender and meaty ribs I've ever had. We even wow. did like a side by side that day with the yeah. crock pot ribs and the sous vide ribs, and I think the sous vide ribs won nice. unanimously. Unanimously. Wow! Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, that was a couple summers ago. So 
I'm always looking for things like that to try it. Um, you know, more people to feed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will volunteer my services to sample, sample some meats. Awesome. I look forward to it. Nice. So when you're not cooking or drinking whiskey or dodging my cats that have cat to be all up in it. <laughs> if you heard a, a thud there, that was the cat. <laughs> he was meowing earlier. Who I'm allergic to. Yeah. Well, he's just staying over on this side. <laughs> <laughs> so wrestling. And you play basketball too, right? Yeah. So my other heavy interests, um, sports in general, really, but um, – the NBA most particularly. I'm a big basketball fan. I'm a Knicks fan, so things aren't going great right now, but mm. they'll be getting good soon. Um, and pro wrestling, yeah, I liked since I was a kid. I probably shouldn't be admitting this publicly. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I've always been a guy who likes pro wrestling. I went to WrestleMania a couple years back. Um, that was a big thing, you know, and I just, uh, you know, I like, I like simple things, but uh, – you know, I get really into them. Yeah. Yeah. So is there a favorite wrestler? I don't know how that works. Do you have a, is there a favorite person? A favorite? Yeah, I'd say, I don't know. Right now it's kind of hard to say. Mm. Um, there's so many, there's so many out there right now that uh, I guess from an all time perspective, well, a few Canadians out there, maybe, you know, Brett, the Hitman Hart. He was always one of my favorites. So. Oh, okay. Um, but it's hard to like, like you don't always want to talk wrestling so much with someone who like is not a wrestling fan. And then you feel like you're kind of pushing it on them or overbearing. So I, you know, we don't have to talk so deeply. Um, Well, hopefully Ashley will be here later and you can talk all the wrestling because I know she and her brother watched it as kids. So you can connect (laughs) over wrestling. (laughs) Nice. Okay, cheers. We're refreshed. Cheers. I didn't refresh very much. That was my fault. Yeah, so more of my... my if you want to cover any more of my riveting interests... Uh, Ooh, I like of, them. Most of them center around eating. But that's um, good. <laughs> you got to eat. And my children, I guess. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Tell us about <laughs> the babies. <laughs> Tell us about your babies. Yeah, I have, They're super cute. I have two. I have a daughter who's almost three. She'll be three in June, and my son just turned uh, seven months old. So, Aww. got two little ones at home. Um, my wife, I've been we've been married almost four years. Um, Congrats! I think that's right. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, sure, it's right. <laughs> you better get that right. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, it's been a, a challenge, a little bit, kind of juggling, hmm. starting a new family and work and uh, all that, but. You know, luckily we have a little flexibility um, if I need to come in late or, you know, drop the kids off or pick that's them up true. or take yeah. them to the doctor. Um, you don't always get that in the industry, so that's, yeah. that's something I'm grateful for. Something I have, you know, a little bit more um, ability to be flexible than others um, mm-hmm. in other industries or even other uh, uh, competitors. So that's good. That is good. You're right. They do. They are pretty good about flexibility. Work-life balance. Exactly. They do actually try to help and you they, have that. Yeah. <laughs> and quite a quite a nice um, family leave policy as well. So I'm able yeah. to take uh, 
you know, eight weeks of paid leave to stay home with the kids. So that's uh, for, for dads, that's really, really good. That's yeah. That's not very common at all. Right. Right. For, most, uh, most places it's, it's like a week or two or none. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's been great. You know, kids are growing. Uh, the older one will be in preschool coming up. So oh my gosh. and probably in the fall and, we're going to look for preschools and, oh yeah, um, you know, kind of do the whole evaluation process. Oh boy. Try to figure out, uh, like, I don't even know where to begin, honestly. Yeah. Like they just, they just, they're, they're so small. Like they just run around. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I've learned that there's a couple different types of schools and obviously the cost of all that is different too. So mm. yeah, we'll be looking yeah. at all that. Yeah. Did you go to preschool? Do you even remember? I did not preschool? go to preschool. I do remember I actually, my mom took me around to different kindergartens. So I got to pick my kindergarten. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I do remember that vaguely, like getting all dressed up in probably some little dress or something (laughs) and like going around to the different schools. And she asked me which one I wanted to go to. So I guess like even in the beginning, my parents were like working on our independence to like make our own decisions, which I appreciate. Um, And then I did meet like... I loved, like, my fellow students. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my best friends, like, growing up all at elementary school, met her mm-hmm. in kindergarten, even though we were in, like, different school districts. So we didn't go to school after mm-hmm. kindergarten together. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So I miss, like, finger painting mm-hmm. and, like, <laughs> the sand tables and, like, nap time and oh, cookies. Yeah. All that stuff is <laughs> so much fun, right? I, um... I did go to preschool. I couldn't tell you if it was a year or two because I don't remember. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, kindergarten was part of the public school. Mm. So, so we all went to public kindergarten and all through, what is it, K through five, and then switched to a middle school that was mm-hmm. six through eight. Mm-hmm. That's how it all used to be. Um, did this thing is that your glass? do stuff? <laughs> <laughs> it just made like a weird noise. Maybe it was ice. I think there's something living in it. <laughs> what could live in this amount of alcohol? Yeah, I'm not worried. <laughs> if I die, I die. Maybe I'll get superpowers like... Uh, oh, there you go. You know, Avengers or something. Ooh. <laughs> what superpower would you want? If I had any superpower... There's a big list. I have a big index. Oh, my gosh. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm not a hardcore comic book guy, yeah. but I am, I am very into some... Uh, like okay. X Men in particular. So let me go through my Rolodex. Which X Men would I want to most be like? So you would actually be a character, not you like have a character picked out. No, just thinking about who, what mm-hmm. superpowers are out there. Yeah. I kind of like. I definitely want to fly. Mm-hmm. You can only pick one, though. Then I want to fly. You just, just, just want to fly. fly. You just want to fly. <laughs> Un- unlimited distances. Can you fly in space? Yeah. 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 Why not? Why not? I can fly. <laughs> There's actually this um, character in X Men. His name is the Iceman. Man. His his you power. Can make plenty of ice he can make ice, ice, but it's it's deeper than that for all you chemistry nerds. He can actually <laughs> manipulate Ooh. Um, the air, and he can manipulate the water in the Wait, air. I can Google him while you're talking. He's yeah. So like he kind of comes off and. Early comics is just a really mundane. Oh, he, he freezes people, but in in fact, his powers are so great 
um, you can actually, you know, manipulate the the small molecules uh, of water in the air. He can change climates. He can he can do all sorts of intergalactic wreaking all sorts of intergalactic havoc because uh, of his mutant power. Uh, I'm I sure feel all like the, we're already doing that. I'm sure, all the X Men nerds knew that. Iceman, <laughs> X Men, X Men. X-Men, X-Men. Yeah, let's read, his, let's, read his, let's read his Wikipedia entry. Okay. Go to it like says go to powers and abilities. Here we go. Iceman, Marvel Comics. Robert Louis Bobby Drake, a fictional superhero appearing in American comic books published by Marvel, and is a founding member of the X-Men, created by writer Stan Lee aw, and <laughs> artist Jack Kirby. The character first appeared in the X-Men number one. Yeah, we back don't. in 1963. <laughs> yeah, we don't care where he first appeared. We want his powers <laughs> and abilities. There's a section. Um, his early life. Uh, Dang. We, I don't care about his early life. Yeah, but isn't that crazy? Like a fictional character, his early life is in Wikipedia. Oh, I mean, there's that's there's plenty of them. I'm going to add myself to Wikipedia. I'll read your bio. Okay. <laughs> I can't see the phone. Sorry. Can you share? I always like Storm, but mainly because of her hair. So mm. I don't I don't know. I mean it's kinda cool if she could like summon weather or whatever she does. Did it send you to the app? Yeah, it did. Oh, you don't want to be in the app. Does the app suck? I downloaded yeah. the wiki app because I just figured Because now I like see Wikipedia. how it's up. This is the browser. It's all intense. Oh, it doesn't have that. Yeah. Oh. All right, Wikipedia, fix your app, would you? So, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but he has the power to instantly decrease the temperature of ambient water vapor in his immediate environment to below zero degrees Celsius. Dang. Yeah. You know what I just saw yesterday? Talking about freezing stuff. Um, So, I got sucked into, is it raining? Oh, man. Um, that's funny. I got sucked into like the science channel and they were talking about, I think it was on Pluto and they kept talking about this water ice. So they started talking about, they thought there were snails on Pluto. Have you seen this? I have not. Okay. So I, it was like NASA files or something that I was watching. Could be a complete hoax. I don't know. But apparently there are these things that they saw once they sent whatever satellite space orbiting thing out to Pluto Pluto and it was it looks like snails with like little snail trails mm. on Pluto so they finally I don't know that they confirmed it but they figured it was like water ice versus like nitrogen and so it was floating and like creating little little trails mm. and like making these like rock shaped snail things that were causing these trails interesting on Pluto. Yeah, so maybe you're... That's the theory. Yeah, that's a th- I yeah. had to leave, so I didn't get to watch the whole thing. But I would love to know if that's true. Yeah. Um, I guess you can just ask NASA. <laughs> well, they know so all sorts of things they don't tell us, right? Yeah. What was it this week? This week was the black hole photo. That's the thing that was going around. I heard week, about right? that. I did not see the photo. No? But I There's been all kinds of memes now. It's like, cool, it's a black hole. <laughs> Maybe we need to switch to video podcast. I know. Now I need to like go on YouTube or or Twitch and have a YouTube like, channel. channels next. Yeah, 
Twitch. I like Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Where you can just film yourself doing anything and people will And pay. people, yeah. We'll see. Here you go. Oh, so somebody yes. was saying it was like I have the, seen this in the, the meme Lord form. of the Rings, the eye, the evil eye thing. Yeah, I've seen this in meme form. <laughs> so, but I didn't know what the that was joke was. Week. I guess that's the yeah. joke now. Day? <laughs> I, I don't like. I don't. I, I guess it speaks to our technology getting to the point where it can take. Yeah, a I photo don't. Of I don't know the details. Know. Like, where did they photograph this black hole? It was like in our neighborhood, or. <laughs> <laughs> I was here in New Jersey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, NASA. That's why I follow NASA. Sometimes there's interesting things. So where are these friends of ours? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, I know that, oh, I was supposed to order food. But I know that um, Ashley was coming later. Uh, I don't know where the other cohorts are. They better hurry up. We're going to drink all the beverages for them. <laughs> believe it's raining was it supposed to rain today i did see the clouds in my um i mean it just seemed cloudy like my apple weather rain. app if if i see the clouds Ooh, apple then weather? I, yeah then i know i use accuweather i really like it if, if if there's sunshine then i know it's gonna be sunny i'm a simple man folks <laughs> <laughs> i look out the window <laughs> what is it isn't it like meteorology is the only job you can be wrong at and not get fired or something like that it could be um there's other ones too, like. Oh, tomorrow's yeah. supposed to be warm though, and mostly cloudy. There's like a little bit of a sun peeking out. I don't know. I don't know where our friends are, but we'll have to record them later. How long are we at now? Like forty minutes. That's an episode. This is That's an, episode. an episode. I'm calling it. All right, all right. There it is. Done. <laughs> Called it. End of the episode. Thank you, Ramit. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Let's go drink some more.